0: Welcome back to conservative daily, everybody. Uh, this is Apollo coming back with you. We have uh, a great show. We have limited time, but uh, we're lucky enough and very grateful to have Dr. Peter McCullough back. Uh, so he's been on the show before and most of you don't need an introduction to him. Uh, so, uh, to make sure we make use of our time, I want to bring Dr. McCullough right in. Uh, and I know that you're on, uh, you're on vacation right now. So I appreciate you taking some time off to, uh, you know, share your your great work and everything that's going on. Uh, so I hope that you're enjoying that, especially this time of year.
1: Yeah. Well thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh so you of course were uh I guess I, I should first, you know, I know I know we don't have too much time, but uh you know, I, I, I want to start off by saying how grateful uh people like myself and so many of our listeners and everyone else is for the work that you're doing and how tirelessly you are attacking this Ah, uh, COVID agenda and all of the lies that we're seeing—the continued evil—and I think that's the only thing you could call it. Uh, that's you know coming out from this pharmaceutical agenda, this this massive organization that is you know taking over our our systems of medicine and the entire establishment and has has been harming so many lives. And the only reason that we're going to win battles like this is, are because of individuals like you. So ahead of the holidays, I just want to say thank you, and and I. I hope that you, you get some time to relax and, uh, and recharge a little bit, because I know you're, you're a very busy man.
1: Well, again, thanks for having me. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm a practicing internist and cardiologist, Dallas, Texas, working from uh, the Rocky Mountains, uh, taking a little bit of time off, but I have a critical update from the US Senate, December 7th, 2022. I co-moderated the session with Senator Ron Johnson and it was titled, COVID-19 Vaccines, What Are They? And Why Are They Causing Harms?
0: And that hearing, uh, a few things really stuck out to me. There are, you know, a number of doctors uh, spoke at at that roundtable, that hearing. Uh, It was several hours, and I I really highly recommend that everyone go and watch that. Uh, Here, just to start off on that point, Doctor McCullough, I am a little bit bewildered that we are still at the point where now it's two years into this this COVID nonsense. More than that uh and the vaccine inserts for instance uh i have the clip i can pull up but once again the vaccine insert was shown during that live stream during that hearing and still at this point in time after all the things that we've learned it is still blank intentionally left blank made to seem as if it's a normal insert we are now seeing record number of people dying we're seeing children dropping we're seeing uh, you know, heart inflammation and a number of other, this died suddenly, uh, You know, information is, has been trending. Millions of people are, are waking up to that, and yet they're still telling us that we need to continue to inject these, uh, these lethal gene therapy drugs into us, and they won't even tell us what's in them. How is it that, that, that it's still going on that, and that people haven't, haven't become more outraged by that? Particularly, it all government.
1: We have it all in the u s Senate record now, the national archives it's been clear the uh, I gave the concluding summary of the of the panel session, and that is the vaccines should all be pulled off the market. Uh, none of them are sufficiently safe uh, nor theoretically effective uh, to be uh, in human use at this point in time. World Council for health agrees june eleventh twenty twenty two representing seventy worldwide organizations. they issued a pharmacovigilance report worldwide and concluded pull them all off the market within a couple of days of my announcement uh, UK Member of Parliament Andrew Bridgeton uh, you know in a public presentation to the UK Parliament says pull them off the market Malcolm Roberts in Australia the same member of parliament across India uh, so we we have calls from independent um, individuals people in positions of authority worldwide to pull them off the market they're not sufficiently safe and effective uh, what's really bothering people, is that those in the US government public health agencies are not listening. Uh, in fact, Senator Johnson read off all the public health officials who were invited and should have attended our Senate panel, which was held in the Kennedy Caucus Room in the Russell Building of the US Senate, and that included Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Owenski, Ashish Jha, uh, Dr. Murthy, the Surgeon General, All of them should have been in attendance. They're public figures, they work for us, we don't work for them. Uh, We wanted them to come and learn from the experts, hear the analyses, (coughs) review the data of injuries, disabilities and deaths that are occurring after the vaccine. Uh, Now we just have uh, an overwhelming uh, mountain of evidence that the vaccines are not safe for human use.
0: It seems as though everyone who actually has access to the levers, the levers of power, is completely tone deaf. Uh, I, I've seen now recently. So after the, uh, you know, the powers that be added the uh, COVID nineteen vaccinations to the childhood schedule, uh, voting, obscenely, after, uh, you know, some deliberations, some presentations, which completely deny any semblance to reality. In fact, uh, I mean, you know, we're no, not surprised that they would cherry pick data and, you know, highly uh, select, for instance, the, uh, the effects on pregnant women, on miscarriages, uh, on children, in fact, on, you know, myocarditis and heart inflammation, but they voted for that. and Now we're seeing the fallout of that, which is, uh, for instance, a, I believe it was a 14-year-old girl who was denied a transplant and on the recorded uh call that the family made, the people at the hospital actually listed, well, it's added to the schedule, so this is this is routine. Uh, and they challenged them and said, okay, so it's a requirement to have the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh despite the parents clearly being more informed than some of these medical professionals, saying it does not prevent immunity. They they bring up several issues regarding toxicity. Uh how does how is this going to make an effect if You know this process is going to, uh, you know, destroy the the immune system function. Anyways, with some of this immunosuppressive therapy, there was a number of things that they that they listed, and essentially they just said, yeah, well, it's policy now, and it really strikes me as uh, again not to make this point uh, repeatedly, but it it does seem like a uh, another example of a Nuremberg type situation where people are just following orders and clearly not basing any of their decisions on humanity. And, and now it's it's costing people more and more lives. And I feel like it's way too long in this battle for that to still be happening.
1: It's true. And it's also backfiring on today's courageous discourse Substack, stack. When I wrote, I summarized the, the Kaiser Foundation survey. And, you know, about a third of Americans now are pulling out of the vaccine schedule for their children. They're questioning it. Uh, those who have not taken the COVID vaccine are really questioning the vaccine schedule. Now, uh, we should never have an emergency use authorized vaccine that's genetic, that has no assurances on short, short and long-term safety ever be considered for the routine childhood vaccine schedule. That That's an example of uh, distorted and, and wrongful action by uh, the CDC Vaccine uh, Advisory Committee. Likewise, We've had the FDA approve for EUA use, the bivalent vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, they failed in animal studies. They demonstrated that systemic antibodies in, in animals are a false surrogate. And the government pre-purchased these and approved them with no human studies. And now they're being offered, people are, are being uh, administered a booster that has no clinical data in humans. Uh, these, uh, these abrogations of good clinical practice, these uh, deviations and departures from conventional regulatory prudence, um, at this point in time, are a sharp call for Americans to understand there's no one protecting their health at this point in time. There is no government protection of human health. It's each person for their own, and they must make their own decisions, and they must prioritize their health over their jobs, their income, uh, school, and other priorities right now because uh, their health and protect, in fact, their survival is at risk.
0: Yeah, well said. You know, it, uh, the one thing that I, I do, well, and I shouldn't say one thing, because there are many, but I, I, I'm, I'm distinctly getting the fact that despite the lack of overwhelming outrage and seeing people uh, you know get in the gap as, as we say a lot on this show that i would like to see at the rate that i would see people are turning away from mainstream media people are turning away from uh from any semblance of trust in the the healthcare establishment which is so uh so inaptly named at this point uh but people are seeking out other sources of information and i, I think that's uh, one thing that we can be very grateful for because, you know, as we saw through COVID, this massive brainwashing operation, the most, in my opinion, well funded, well orchestrated, largest, uh, and most oppressive, uh, abusive brainwashing campaign that I think humanity may have ever seen. Uh, in all the propaganda that was rolled out in schools that was, you know, pressuring people to uh, turn on the neighbor, to call in and report people for having gatherings. Uh so I, I do have some hope for that. But I wanna ask you about this. I know, you know, much of this was is very clearly uh planned. The, the everything seems to be following a, a narrative and, and now they seem to be covering themselves. You have Anthony Fauci and his deposition. Uh, you know, I, I know many are aren't probably too surprised, but he can't recall uh quite a bit in that uh deposition. Uh but I think very clearly and very disingenuously uh, obfuscating his knowledge of any of this gain of function research of so many things that we now know to be true and have known for quite some time. But we saw Event 201 just a few months before COVID actually happened, and now uh, they've, they've launched another exercise which they called catastrophic contagion. Uh, I don't know if you've if you've seen this yet, but uh, I assume you have. Uh, but if not, it was. Uh, in October. It was the uh, third week in October. And uh, what I find really disturbing is that this one is was war-gamed as a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19 and disproportionately affecting children and young people. Uh, so obviously, I, I won't ask you to you know read the minds of these people or to uh, say what that could mean, but given what they know that they will do to humanity, and especially to children, given how they've been pushing these shots uh, the pressure for, uh, and resources that they allocated for children, in fact, to not trust their parents to go out of their way and find a way to get a COVID vaccine, having these clinics pop up, uh, you know, that uh, American taxpayers and big pharma were paying for, for children to get uh, vaccinations at schools and in these mobile clinics with just a waiver, not actually needing a parent there to consent. Uh, does it, What What is this, this strike you as? Because it's highly disturbing to me that they're... Uh, they've been wargaming a a pandemic that will affect children and young people given what we already know that they will do to that to that group and remember we do have an excellent sponsor of the show and that is AirMedCare Network so today's podcast is again sponsored by AirMedCare Network and if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency, uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with AirMedCare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and... It's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and promo code is daily. Go check them out.
1: I think we should pay attention to it. The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security ought to be subpoenaed by uh, congressional oversight panels uh, for pandemic planning exercises. I think att- attorneys ought to be barraging that center right now for freedom of information uh, request act. Who planned this? Where does the money come from? Who's interested in wargaming uh, a next uh, infectious disease threat targeting children? What we found is that these threats actually come come for real. There was a planning exercise for monkeypox. And in fact, that became a reality in terms of human-to-human spread. Uh, For SARS-CoV-2, there were 36 pandemic preparedness planning exercises. 25 of them generated written documents. Six of them were filmed, like Event 201. You know, the Georgetown conference that planned for COVID-19, it featured Anthony Fauci and current uh, White House Corona Director uh, Ashish Jha. So uh, they were involved in the planning of COVID-19. Now we want to know who's planning this next pandemic and why. Uh, Americans are waking up to this. They realize that something's going on. It's some form of a psychological operation. I'm stunned that two thirds of the world population took a completely unproven. Now we find out unsafe vaccine into them and we're trying to mop up the health consequences of this. Um, for most people who have not taken the vaccine, I think it's probably the smartest health decision they've ever made. Uh, they simply didn't fall for it.
0: Yeah, I agreed, and and frankly, those people I think in large part should should be commended at least you know on their own on their own side because uh, the the amount of of pressure and social pressure and in many cases consequences for uh, not bowing to this agenda were were very very great. Uh, now I know that the and again, this, this goes to, to the level of evil that I think we're experiencing. Uh, you know, Ja and a number of others have recently come out in the last several weeks saying that, uh, you know, still pushing the idea. We need to get everyone vaccinated. We're going to need, uh, you know, a new COVID, COVID vaccine every year. Uh, the, these same people. I don't believe that it is, it is just them covering their, uh, their backsides because they know that their goose is cooked now that all this information is coming out. Uh, You know the House now will have power, hopefully, to uh, do some actual investigations into some of these things. But the FDA just came out with an acknowledged, uh, essentially, a study where the effects of these shots, uh, you know, are not are not able to be ignored. They've confirmed uh, many of these issues, and their response was really, really disgusting because they essentially said, "Well, we're not going to do anything." They, They said we're doing nothing because we don't have time to study it. We haven't had enough data, how in the world can they, I know they don't have to look at us because they sit in their ivory ivory towers, how can they possibly say that after mandating it on the entire population without any safety studies, without anything? How can they do that? It's,
1: It's considered gross negligence. Uh, you know, two thirds of the world's population have taken this. In the United States, our CDC says 87% of Americans have taken it. There's been ample opportunity for study. We should have had, uh, you know, by this time, dozens and dozens of large scale randomized trials. We don't have any of them. The vaccines are not contemporary. Even theoretically, the bivalent vaccines for BA4, BA5 are now obsolete since the virus is mutated to BQ1, BQ11. Uh, the statements by Ashish Jha are not coherent because he says uh, an annual COVID shot, but none of the shots last six months. So it can't be annual. This whole thing is unraveling. Now the CDC acknowledging blood clots. Uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of peer reviewed papers in the medical literature describing blood clots. In fact, the Novavax uh, briefing booklet for the FDA described blood clots. Uh, it's now accepted that uh, venous thromboembolism, emboli syndromes are widespread. Every day in my clinical practice, I get called uh, from patients who are developing blood clots after COVID-19 vaccines. So the FDA is very late to acknowledge that they're irresponsible uh, for not having uh, any safety provisions uh, put on the vaccines, no safety analyses. And again, they're ignoring very strong calls that have been going on for a long time to pull these vaccines off the market.
0: I want to put up real quickly your... uh your substack um, and how this relates, I think, to to the general practice of, of vaccination and get your thoughts on that. Uh, so you, do, do you mind just giving us a brief overview of, of this? Yeah, so
1: the the Kaiser Family Foundation is an established uh, monitor. They poll people. This is largely uh, an audience of, of families that are very pro-vaccine. Uh, and they did a survey November 29th to December 8th it's a pretty large sample of adults. Uh, You can scroll down here, uh, mainly English, some in Spanish. Um, But uh, you can take a look at the results here. This graphic, uh, click to get out of the way there. There you go. Uh, Let's see that graphic here. This is the main uh, findings here. You can see that of those who are COVID-19 unvaccinated, 63% of parents now wanna be able to decide to vaccinate their children with the MMR vaccine, which is a standard childhood vaccine. Uh, Only 37% uh, are okay with it being required in schools. So what we've found with COVID-19 vaccination is that it's backfired, and people now are losing their trust in (coughs) general childhood vaccines, none of which really have compelling evidence at this point in time. Uh, Measles uh, is a non-fatal illness, so is mumps. Um, And then rubella, the only concern there is among pregnant women in in birth defects. You know, MMR, in my view, I I personally took it. My children have taken it. um, But it does have side effects. Uh, Some families have really had injured children from MMR. And for all vaccines, it's important for people to realize it should be parental choice. Parents have the choice of what gets injected in their children's bodies, period. And vaccines cannot be linked to educational opportunities, employment opportunities, or the pursuit of happiness in our country. It's unethical. It's un-American. It's it's immoral. And I think more Americans, that 63% is pretty big. That number is going to grow. Among those who took the COVID vaccine, I think that 17% is going to grow too because more and more people are not taking COVID vaccines. Right now, uh, only 13% of people have bought into the booster program, which is failing miserably.
0: And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, Loved the company's mission so much, she's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A, preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Yeah, so and I, there's two, two important points here, one on the, on, the, uh, on the vaccination side. So first of all, going back to what you said a couple moments ago about uh, the fact that these, this new vaccine, which they've, they've pushed through, uh, is now obsolete because, you know of course, that's how viruses work. Uh, so they're they're shooting for something that you know correct my language if I'm wrong but practically doesn't exist anymore uh, in that form. But doesn't that also go along with with uh, many of the other vaccines that they've you know they've had for uh, for years now, like flu vaccines and and uh, you know and some of these other uh, products that you know they're they're rolling them out and hypothetically doing. Uh, safety and testing, I know people probably have much more doubt about that after realizing what these companies are willing to do at the level of uh of malfeasance that is apparently very tolerable in in these organizations uh, but again, the fact that this is linked to uh you know to school opportunities the fact that this is a a a mandate even though it ha- didn 't have the scrutiny that it it did before covid nineteen uh i mean that in and of itself is a massive problem. I think many, many people, as that, uh, that figure uh, points out, many people are starting to realize that point.
1: You're right, and there's so many examples.
0: Uh, so, for instance,
1: you know, the childhood schedule forces the flu vaccine even on one-year-old babies and, and all the way up. And the flu shot last year uh, in a paper published by Chung and colleagues, MMWR, only had a 16% vaccine efficacy, which was insignificant from zero. So essentially, the flu shot did nothing. Last year, uh, the pneumococcal vaccine in adults, the 13-valent pneumococcal in a paper in JAMA, only had 9% vaccine efficacy against hospitalization and death. Again, no different than zero. Uh, so the, the vaccines uh, are very modest in their effect, uh, if any effect at all. And even some of the older vaccines, and now are list really just legacy Shots, uh, for instance, for diphtheria and pertussis, you know, that, those are treated with a pack, and, and so even if a child did have this illness, they're so easily treated, we wouldn't worry about it. So I think there needs to be a complete re-examination of the vaccine schedule. I think we should drop all vaccine mandates for the childhood schedule across the board. COVID-19 has called for all of us to now re-examination, re-examine mass vaccination. When I was a child, there were three shots in five different uh, antigens, five different diseases. Now a child today faces 16 different diseases, antigens and 72 shots, and it an, they haven't an improved human health. And part of this is the companies making money, but a lot of this is the CDC and government and authorities. Remember the, the states are now, uh, some of them are requiring the kids to go to school, California being one of the worst. I think parents should reject this and move on. Many patients will just move to states where there's freedom. Over a vaccine choice, so vaccine choice is a real movement in the United States. Parents want to be able to make decisions for their children, and we're parents are responsible anyway. If a child gets a diphtheria, they just get it treated with a Z-Pak. You know, it's a, it's the parents' responsibility anyway. So there's so many childhood diseases like mono, like uh, strep throat, and other illnesses. There's no vaccines for anyway. Parents still are responsible for the health of the children. Uh, vaccines are not compelling and they uh, and everything should be open for re-examination
0: 100 and i I am glad to see that trend uh, accelerating a bit i know also that you have been attacked highly uh professionally and uh but also censored massively and you uh you are owed a a great debt uh, from all of us for uh continuing to stand up through all of this but uh Is it correct? Are you back on Twitter? Are you are you one of the ones who was who's allowed back into the uh, the social media world?
1: You know, I was one of the top doctors on Twitter before I was suspended just a few months ago. And uh, while Musk, you know, let on President Trump, who had a 52 to 48 vote, there was a similar vote for me. It was 98 to two. And people were telling Elon Musk, come on, let Dr. McCullough on. What are you, you know, <laughs> what are you waiting for? So finally, I was reinstated all my followers. And now my without the shadow banning, the unfollow programs and the blacklisting all the things they were doing to me on Twitter, and largely this was via the CDC and the FBI, working with Twitter That's they were hitting me and other prominent scientists. Uh, now my following is exploding. Uh, today, I think I'll surpass 700,000. So it's on the way up to a million and I just, uh, you know, present the data, uh, instructional, uh, uh, graphical abstracts, important insights. I'm very responsible in my tweeting. There's never ad hominem attacks. There's never anything that's unsavory. And so, you know, I have a large and will have a continued large following. But during the period of time I was suspended from Twitter, I became prominent on Truth Social, Getter, Telegram. Uh, I've started a Courageous Discourse Substack. My book, Courage to Face COVID-19 is a Best-selling in multiple categories on on Amazon. So in many ways, uh, the government and the government agencies are better off dealing with me directly and doctors in my circle. They should show up to the US Senate sessions and let's have a conversation about uh, safety. Uh, America is not gonna tolerate safe and effective and take the vaccine anymore. Uh, uh, (coughs) Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced grand jury investigations. And I can tell you right now, Um, I think one's gonna be first up on the list that's easy for investigation is illegal advertising. So Americans know that every medicinal and biopharmaceutical product must be advertised with the risks and the benefits. Americans have seen two years of TV commercials by the CDC and government agencies, Health and Human Services, advertising the COVID-19 vaccines. In fact, promoting them as safe and effective without disclosing fatal myocarditis, blood clots, immediate death, and all the side effects that are happening. Um, I think all of those involved in false promotion, and illegal promotion of biopharmaceuticals. And this goes all the way up, by the way, to two American presidents, all of them are in deep trouble right now. Uh, I can tell you as a doctor in a position of medical authority, I would never present any biopharmaceutical as absolutely safe or effective. Never. Everything has risks and benefits and responsible people always disclose them.
0: Amen. You know, I, they uh, they really are in many ways doing a great job of making themselves look like uh, like really bad experts. I mean, because now they're rolling out with headlines like uh, "COVID vaccinations reduce your risk of car accidents." <laughs> that one really made me laugh. That's it. Those are actual headlines that have been going out lately. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's absolutely
1: shameful uh, it, what's going on in, in the, the employees of these government agencies are not going to, they're not going to fare well at this point in time. And you can see some people coming out, you know, Deborah Burks, former white house task force member, she came out and she said, we knew these vaccines weren't going to work. You know, I acknowledge the majority of people in the hospital have been fully vaccinated. She's already trying to get her statements on record. Well, I can tell you, I have three years and I have a lot more publications than Deborah Burks um, I have three years <laughs> of experience here, and I have consistently made statements on records. There, there's, there, there are millions and millions of internet hits on my name, and I stand behind all my statements. And I've been very careful, I've been very accurate, and I've updated my uh, prognosis and my forecasting for Americans as the media has reached out to me. We can't find public health officials that can match my track record or other doctors in my circle.
0: Well, I would agree, and you're always, uh, you know, when you mentioned your Twitter, uh, I have seen a lot of video of you, uh, you know, uh, seen you at events, uh, followed you on social media. You are never bombastic. You're always very, uh, very focused on the information, uh, very, very composed. And it, it just, it blows my mind that they will ban people like you for speaking truth when there are people who are On there calling out actual uh you know actual calls to violence against people including people like yourself and so many others who've been speaking out against uh what's been going on uh my last question because i know we only have a couple minutes uh my last question is given what is going on uh now that you're back on twitter now that you know very thankfully we have all these other social media platforms uh so we do have other avenues but the fact that you have the FBI, DHS, ODNI, uh, the CDC, these big organizations uh, working with executives at these uh, platforms like Twitter, like Facebook, and in regards to some of the information, they have—they had an election task force where you have people from local, federal, uh, state governments who are then coming in and advising accounts to be taken down on the topics of COVID-19, vaccinations, misinformation, disinformation, election fraud, and all of these things. Uh I just want to ask you. Obviously, you know you're a medical doctor and a very highly credentialed one, and you're a, a true patriot. But we clearly have a much bigger problem. What do you see? Uh, because I don't believe uh, that it's just going to be we're going to wait for a hearing. What do you believe is going to be the the tipping point where Americans finally say, "Okay, we've had enough. This is our country." Uh, you know, clear, clearly the the web of this evil is much bigger than than just the CDC. Uh, where where do we go in order to bring set bring back some sense of sanity and some respect for human life uh, to America? It's going
1: to it's going to be driven out of public sentiment and public demand. I completely agree with you. That was a good analysis. There won't be a single court that's going to restore justice. There's not a single new political figure that's going to restore justice. Um, this is a government operation against its own people, and uh, there's only one. There's only one emotion that anybody understands, and that's fear. Uh, and there's only one characteristic that everyone respects, and that's strength. And you know, I haven't received a single bad email from any government official, not a phone call, not a text message. I haven't had a single chief of medicine or an infectious disease ever even drop me a comment. They refuse to face me and face doctors in my circle. We know who has the upper hand and it's not them. And so I can tell you right now, bring them on, bring them on, because this is a one-way street. This is a losing game when uh, there's been two years of advancing failed vaccines that are grossly unsafe and dangerous into the bodies of Americans. This is a one-way street. We know how this is going to end. There's going to be a large number of losers, people in deep, deep trouble. They're the ones who can't face me. They can't face Senator Ron Johnson. They can't face... Ron DeSantis or Joe Ledapo, uh, they can't face any of us right now, and they're on the run.
0: You're absolutely right. Uh, so one more time, I want to make sure that uh, we tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, I know you have uh, your book, uh, which you can get at CourageToFaceCovid.com. Uh, and actually, have, I ordered three of them uh, for a few of my family members uh so i'm looking forward to uh to to reading i haven't read it yet myself but i know several people who have uh and then you also have you can, Peter read it. McCall, you can read it in a couple
1: com. hours it's a quick read it's big print and it's a uh you know it's a true story it's a page turner it's the only book in COVID written by a professional author john Leake. so it reads like a pro it's a page turner describes me, but Didier Rialt and others, how did the White why did the White House read out to me, the US Senate, Tucker Carlson, Andrew Cuomo, there's so many characters in the book, you're gonna to wanna to read it as uh, an understanding of what's happened uh, in this early part of the pandemic, the suppression of early treatment to advance the vaccines. And everything's factual, everything's evidence-based. We have a ch- chapter on remdesivir and on Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum. And so it gives people an interpretive framework. This book is now in college curriculum campuses. It's bestselling in multiple categories. And it's a very quick read. You can buy it directly from the website or on Amazon. And people have described it as a red pill book. You know, we made the the, the courage to face COVID-19 red on purpose. It is a red pill. People read it and, and, and every single person who reads it says, oh, my gosh, now I understand something really has gone wrong here. So, uh, and then you just flash my website petermcculla.md.com. That'll give you links uh, everywhere. I've had my my website revamped, uh, and it'll give you um, links to almost social. So here, and uh, thanks uh, so much to your gracious audience. And I want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.
0: Thank you very much. And if you have uh, if you have one more minute, do you mind if I pray with you?
1: Sure,
0: Father God, I I want to thank you for all the blessings that we have as the holidays approach rapidly, and I want to thank you for, despite all the evil, the great, great beauty, and the awakening that we are seeing amongst the people, and I just want to thank you for men like Dr. McCullough. I want to ask a, a hedge of protection and just bless them. Um, may Dr. McCullough's book reach many ears and eyes, and may we all, as more of this comes out and, and as more people start to awaken, may we just hold uh, a sense of love in our hearts and be able to look at each other and forgive those who uh, who may have called us certain things, who may have distanced themselves because of all of this uh, propaganda. I just want you. I ask that you heal the divisions in our hearts and in the American people, and. In Acts 5.29, as the apostles were brought to answer before the Sanhedrin, they were asked, why did you go out and spread these teachings against our decrees? And they they answered simply that we must serve God, not only men. And Dr. McCullough is one of those people who's doing that. And I just ask that we all hold that idea in our hearts, that we all follow you. And we stand up to any law, any edict, any dictate that violates your will and that an an authority is in alignment with you and in alignment with your principles that we bow to it and we support it and we hold it to that standard and we do so to ourselves as well. I ask a blessing on the hearts and the minds of the American people ahead of the holidays and look forward to standing up and doing your work so that we can turn the tide and we can restore the respect for life and sanity to the American people, and to the medical system. And, and may you heal the hearts of all those medical workers and doctors who have suffered with a lack of courage or with fear of prosecution and have gone along with this. May they come forward and may they stand with us. May we move forward for the advancement of your will and for the love of all of our people. I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you. God goodbye. bless you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: All right, guys. So please do share this, uh, uh, share this far and wide. Dr. McCullough res- deserves, uh, our support. Go follow him again, Dr. McCullough, um, Peter McCullough, md.com as well as courage to case to face COVID.com. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.